Welcome back, everyone, to the second episode of the Pathways Clubhouse podcast. Uh, today, we're actually going to rename the podcast to something that has a little bit of a nicer tune, nicer sound to it. Um, we're going to be calling it Talk Mental Health because a lot of the things that we're going to talk about um, in this podcast is related to mental health. Obviously, you know, we're an organization who like, reduce stigma um, against mental illness. So um, that's a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to be joined by Mashoud and Caitlin. Last yep. week, you heard from Caitlin, who shared her story. Um, and Mashoud is a newcomer to the podcast. So yep. um, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Um, our topic today is stigma. What can you guys tell me about stigma or your thoughts about stigma? Um, I feel like stigma these days, is it's slowly going away. It's not as bad as it was like 10 years ago or 20. Um, but I find that people are slowly coming. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We had a slight technical issue. But anyways, Caitlin, you were telling us about your thoughts on stigma. Um, I feel like it was worse. It was definitely worse 10 or 20 years ago. Um, now people are slowly coming out. Um, either trying to understand it more or just having people with that are diagnosed are coming out more and more every day, which is good. We're, st- we're slowly trying to get s- just people hearing people's stories more slowly more and more every day, which is great, and people having more of an understanding what is it, and it, learning that it's not a scary thing, a mental illness. Being diagnosed or finding out your friend has a mental illness. Um, so... I I would agree with Caitlin. Um, there has been a lot of improvements. I believe in the past there was more stigma, and now that some of that stigma is going away, but there's still stigma in the community, especially with different type of um, demographics. Being um, an Asian candidate was quite difficult opening up about uh, mental illness, and I'm still learning to do it to this day, as Caitlin was saying. Uh, do you guys want to share any of your experiences with stigma? Like, mm. do you think, do you still feel like stigma recently has prevented you from getting opportunities that you would like? Like, say, for example, in school or for work? Uh, yes. For me, at least in high school, I couldn't tell it myself. I just, ha- I just had very bad nerves and I just was extremely shy. But then I realized way after high school, a few years after high school, I realized this, I kind of thought this has to be more than just nerves and just being very shy, so I got help. But I feel like in high school, I, I think this stigma kind of made me think, no, no, I'm not, I don't have a mental illness, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it was really, like, I guess I thought of, like, being diagnosed with something was almost like people treat me differently and mm-hmm. I'd be something wrong with me. So the stigma kind of pushed me not to get help right away mm-hmm. tell myself no 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 i'm fine until yeah for me the stigma how it has affected me mostly is sometimes it has affected my confidence and um when it affects my confidence i sometimes feel down on myself or feel less positive that it's because of the illness that sometimes i feel like i might not be able to succeed mm. So you're both saying that stigma has negatively affected you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having a diagnosis has, you know, put a tremendous burden on you. Um, but what about your thoughts on 
you know, I know, especially for kids who have, uh, who are on the autism spectrum, um, sometimes I hear from parents that, you know, they, they're relieved that they heard that they had a diagnosis because they could finally sort of explain all the different challenges that they had with their kids. So for them, having a diagnosis has been helpful to sort of understand them more. But do you think that is the case for you guys or for other people? Or do you think just even having a diagnosis has been more challenging? Um, I think for the most part, it's been positive for me because then I kind of had an understanding why I was feeling the way I was feeling. It wasn't like I was pretending or faking it. I had a doctor tell me, this is what you have. I was like, good. So it isn't just me thinking there's something wrong with me. My doctor said, no, we're not wrong that, that I've been diagnosed with something and I know now I know how to what to do, how to get help. I can be I can be more open about it. But I, I but I was also worried about pe- people who don't like friends and family. Though I was worried how they were going to react because um, they didn't really have a lot of understanding what um, what is mental health and what is what is a mental illness. What is a what does it mean for me being diagnosed with a mental illness? They didn't really have an idea. I think they didn't really know a lot, so I was worried about how they were going to react. But with me, I was happy because I was, okay, now I know what's wrong, mm-hmm. and I know how to fix it, or at least learn how to work with my mental illness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it was also positive because I was facing some symptoms. So I have um, I have schizophrenia, and at times my speech was breaking down. Um, I stopped doing my homework. Um and uh, and I and I like and I was hallucinated at times as well, mm. and just and I had like outbursts at school and places. And uh, it, once I got the diagnosis, I knew okay that there's something something is is wrong with me, and um, that's why it's, I've been behaving or having these symptoms, and it made me think positive and that. If I am on the medication and if I am improving, then some of those symptoms started going away, and I felt like I might actually be able to live an o- mm-hmm. an ordinary life. Yeah, it's really good that you guys can still see. Um, I don't want to say all the positives of having a diagnosis, but the seeing past it as more than just um, a label, yeah. but something that you can work through. Um, I think. Some people who are out there, maybe they're, they don't have a diagnosis yet or they don't realize that they have the symptoms yet. Um, I feel like when people start saying that they have a mental illness, they feel like it's a label and that that's all they're going to be. But mm-hmm. thankfully, you guys have had um, mm-hmm. more positive experience past it. Mm-hmm. Um, but where do you think uh, stigma exists? I know that when people ask me whatever I do for work, um, they're like they have really... Uh, really strange understandings of what I do or the people, the kind of people that I work with. Um, they often think that I work in like, you know, a mental hospital. I don't, you know, that's mm-hmm. not what the, what a clubhouse is. But where yeah. do you think um, stigma comes from? I think just ignorance. Like, well, also the news. I feel like the news puts this negative light on people with mental illnesses. Like when you hear like someone with a, gun, a weapon and they t- like either have a gun or a knife and they end up hurting people and terrorizing them because 
and you say, oh, and then they say, oh, they were diagnosed with, I don't know, something that maybe they had schizophrenia or something, and you think, so people that watch it like think that people with everybody who has schizophrenia mm. or who knows what they have, any sort of diagnosis, oh, they're all, cr- they're all violent people, mm-hmm. people with mental illness, they're all violent, they're going to hurt somebody someday if they're not on medication or get, or they can just snap in any moment. But people got to realize they should do research and realize not everybody's like that. That's just only yeah. a small percentage. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to suddenly, yeah, lose it and start mm-hmm. hurting other people around them or themselves. It's just it's such a small percentage. Yeah. <laughs> I would uh, I would agree with Caitlin mm-hmm. in that there's a lot of stereotyping that happens in the community. And people get a p- impression that you're not normal mm-hmm. and that that any moment you might do something that would be inappropriate yeah. and mm-hmm. like such as like oh he might just you know do some like sh- something like shooting or something like yeah. that mm-hmm. and um that's there's a, especially with the m- with the media as well mm-hmm. when you hear about someone with a mental illness going and um like attacking people. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I think schizophrenia obviously gets a lot of bad rap. I think yeah. there's just way too much. Um, uh, I'd like to say, you know, incorrect facts. I think yeah, people get hyped up. I think one of the th- other ones too is like multiple personality disorder. Yes. Um, especially from like mainstream movies, but. Yep. Um, I think the peop- the amount of people with actual multiple personality disorders is very low. Uh, yeah. Um, and and it's quite wrong. People think it's you have 10 personalities. Yeah. But I, I heard you only have like one or two, and they're not fully formed personalities. Yeah. And people just think you, yeah. you know, have all these, and you're going to hurt someone, yeah. or like you're a totally weird person. Yeah, they and yeah, the same thing too. I think, you know, schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder, which mm. is very uncommon, but yeah. um, bipolar too. Like, pi- I think bipolar gets a lot oh, of bad yes. rep as well. No, I think um, uh, autism as well. Yeah, autism oh, as yeah. well gets a really mm-hmm. bad rep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I hear you guys when you say like media portrayal is a really huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the media also has a huge role in trying to sort of persuade individuals about, or educating individuals about what you know, mental health or having a mental illness is like, um, what are your thoughts about, you know, media portrayal of mental illness? Do you think they do a good job? Are they kind of poor at it? Or do you think they're getting better? Um, I don't know. It's mixed. I've seen good sides and bad sides of it. Because I do, I see on the news when they talk about news stories and someone with a weapon. And they say, oh, they were diagnosed with this. So that's probably the reason why they end up hurting a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then I also hear people saying, well, it's better let's talk day and let's talk about how it's great and mm-hmm. like let's talk about more and people are not crazy or weird mm-hmm. or but so i see both sides so the media is kind of skewing like they're confusing people by saying oh people with schizophrenia or any severe mental illness are gonna lose it and hurt people and then the other side is that they're gonna they say like no 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 people are not like that they just let's talk about more so it's they, i find that the media confuses people a lot Mm-hmm. with mental illness and um i would i would somewhat agree with caitlin in that the media is can do both a positive and a negative mm-hmm. but i would my perception is that it's usually more negative especially when something um 
something that happens in the news mm. and the mm. reputation and there's not I don't feel like there's a lot of th- things on them on the media which talk about mental health in a positive way there are mm. some stuff like bell bell let's talk day but um i think there could be some so much more there's so many um yeah. cele- celebrities and athletes that have mental illness yeah and just speaking out more mm-hmm. would be would be great mm. like yeah, um, i would i would just think there's a little bit more negative from the media than that there is positive but there's more positive things that are mm. coming i do notice that there was a lot of celebrities coming out um mm-hmm. especially young ones i hear a lot of young celebrities coming out they have a mental illness which is good because we only hear about the older people which is great too but we don't realize that a lot of young people that, that battle mental illness every day mm-hmm. and some of them are t- I think they're too scared to come out and they're worried that this is going to be like a whole thing for the whole life oh you have a mental illness from a young age I think mm-hmm. that's going to somehow make a, like a mark on them for the whole the whole life oh you're different oh you're weird but I, I like the fact that a lot of young celebrities are coming out just as much as older celebrities saying they have something mm-hmm. they're diagnosed with something mm-hmm. I think um, yeah I think you guys are right. I think you know the media can be very mixed about the portrayal of mental illness. I think um, there's a couple of movies that I just think of that pop into my my head about you know primarily mm-hmm. talking about mental illness. I think one of them is uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh yeah. Um, that was uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper, um, and they're talking about uh, I think it was bipolar and anxiety, um, and I thought that was kind of realistic yeah um i i don't have a mental illness i don't i don't have any experience with it but i think i think they did their research at least it felt like it i watched that maybe eventually to me to me a few years after it came out i watched it i I felt it was really good at portraying i think there are i think there are some movies where they've done their research but then there are other shows like i don't want to you know if anyone likes it i'm not going to bag on them if they Mm -hmm. they like it but i i kind of have mixed views about um that one t- uh, netflix series uh 13 reasons why i'm not mm-hmm. sure how i feel about its portrayal of suicide or yeah. you know the intentions behind suicide it, it just isn't um to me it doesn't seem as realistic or it doesn't seem as well thought through about mm-hmm. um you know some of the motivations like i don't know if it was you know if it's based on a true story or yeah. anything like that but um i think you know celebrities or people who are doing movies or shows that involve portrayal of mental illness really need to do some of their research or have someone who has lived experience with it because Mm -hmm. you know it means so much when you get someone with lived experience who can actually tell you what it means to have schizophrenia or depression or anxiety yeah Um, otherwise it's it gives it a negative light if we don't do it justice right yeah um for me, one of the movies that I enjoyed a lot, I haven't actually watched, but I wanted to watch, was A Beautiful Mind, and that with the John Nash, mm-hmm. who had schizophrenia. Um, and I know he passed away a couple of years ago, and I was studying economics as well, and mm-hmm. he just, it, it was a little bit like a role model aspect mm-hmm. of it that um someone who was a professor at an elite institution Mm -hmm. battled with schizophrenia and then created some concepts of game theory and it's 
Mm-hmm. It was something that, for myself, it was like, oh, I can accomplish something like that as well. Yeah. But then I also agree with Mari. There are some shows that um, don't really understand the issue of mental health and, and give a poor portrayal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think Beautiful Mind has been recommended to me too. I haven't personally mm-hmm. watched it, but yeah. yeah, if anyone wants to know more but doesn't want to do, say, for example, read books about it, you know, looking for those media options that do, you know, a really good job at explaining it or portraying it um, can really give good give good insight. Um, but I think getting educated about it is just one part of stopping stigma. So how do we stop stigma, do you think? Or what are at least some of the other steps that we need to do? Uh, definitely talk about more. Mm-hmm. If we talk about, like, either your personal stories, if you're diagnosed with a mental illness, you should talk about your stories more, mm-hmm. as much as you want to talk about. Some people feel insecure or shy about talking about their stories, but if you talk about more, um, like you about your diagnosis with people, your friends and family, and or just anybody, then people understand it way more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just spreading the word more and more would help. Uh, yeah. For myself, um, I think the I agree with Keelan again, and that is that um, to best way to end stigma is to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, I have that challenge as well, just um, opening up with people and just telling them due to the f- to the fear of stigma. Mm-hmm. One of the chances I had was t- I took part of uh, Asian stigma with people in mental health at, a, at Simon Fraser um, um, exp- like an experiment and um, just talking with everyone else about uh, their illnesses and they were all men and um, it just it was eye opening like that's like we, there were so many people with mental illnesses and we had the issue we all had the same issue which was stigma in the community and we weren't really willing to talk about it and by the end like all of us started talking to our families and friends and for myself as well talking to family and friends about mental illnesses and um, the best way I think to do end stigma is to let people understand the best way is to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you guys, well, not funny, but um, it's interesting that you guys mention it um, because the whole reason that we did this topping on stigma was because um, if you live in Canada, then you're probably familiar with Bell Let's Talk Day, which um, happened at the end of January. Um, you know, and so I was on Facebook, and I do the usual thing. You know, they have the little banner that they put on your profile picture and shared it with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was, a, I had a Facebook friend. Um, I'm not too close with that person, but I did go to high school with them. Um, they were very vocal about um, Bell Let's Talk Day for multiple reasons. So there are obviously things going on um, mm-hmm. in the Bell Company where they maybe haven't been treating their employees well people are coming out against it because you know the you know the company is it seems to them that um the company is just doing it for show and just um being charitable in that way Mm -hmm. um but then the one that i that's another issue entirely but the one that i was more concerned about was um some of the things that he was saying after so he 
in his view, and it's been a while, um, in his view, it seemed that, you know, these kinds of campaigns where we are just kind of talking about it doesn't really do much. Um, he said that maybe we should be moving the conversation forward about um, challenging the, you know, the social structures that allow mental illness to um, occur, you know, whether it be things in the workplace, whether it be things in society, so things that um, contribute to poverty um, and things like that. But then in my head, it's hard to start challenging those structures yeah. if people are still reluctant to talk about it. Mm -hmm. How can we move forward and as a society if there are still people who are struggling? As a collective, I can understand his point in saying that we can do better in trying to promote mental schools and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I feel that the conversation can't even get there if people are still, as you said, reluctant to talk in groups or, you mm -hmm. know, have yet to really come out and talk about their own mental illness. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem feasible for us to say, you know, let's do all of these things, but we can't even engage the people who are currently struggling. Yep. Um, yeah, I do. I feel like just talking about it, that's a good first step is talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I get people, other people to feel comfortable opening up and getting diagnosed and getting help. Um, I th yeah, talking to me, it's the first step. Mm -hmm. and then challenge everything you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, just talking about it so other people feel like, oh, okay, maybe I should get di get help, talk to a doctor, and get diagnosed. Because mm -hmm. that's talking to me is the first step. Mm -hmm. um, for, my s for myself, um, I would get agree with Maria on a lot of this, and that is it's, it's difficult to change the social yeah. structure. Like... For a lot of people with mental illness, when they go to a job interview, they don't know if they should disclose their mental illness mm -hmm. or not. And that that's that's a shame. Like, you go into an interview and you're worried that, oh, the employer will think differently of you because you have a mental illness. Mm -hmm. You go to school and then people think um, you can't, be you can't contribute to a group because yeah. oh you have a mental illness mm -hmm. and then they get um a little worried or you you uh, there's you go the be for myself coming to pathways was one of the ways i could uh, learn to talk about it and then hearing people's stories and i would agree with caitlin the first thing to do for all of us is to start talking about it yeah, it sounds like, you know, I, I, I definitely understand from, especially from the things that I've learned in school, too, that, you know, I get in a way that maybe we should be moving the conversation forward, but we can't leave the people who are still struggling behind. And we also can't leave them out of the conversation. Yeah. Because, you know, I think that mm -hmm. really to make those changes in the social realm, whatever you want to say, policies you know, in the workplace or in the school, you know, I think those changes really need to involve the people who can be part of those conversations. And if you can't get those people to be part of those conversations, then it's not really helpful. We haven't done anything productive if yeah. we can't you mobilize people who are facing those challenges into the conversation as well. So to that point, you know, I think 
you know, despite some of the, you know, s- despite some of the controversies behind the campaign, I admire, you know, what it still does with trying to have people talk more about mental health. And I don't think we need, we can necessarily move the conversation forward yet. Mm-hmm. If, you know, what we're saying is, you know, people are still reluctant to come and see, to seek help for it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess this is a really good place to start, uh, to end the podcast. What do you guys want to say to people um, who are who are living with mental illness and they're listening to this podcast? Um, what would you want to, what is your message to them? Um, some days are going to be tough, but just either like pull through um by yeah just yeah pull through but by talking to family and friends who support you or just professionals and doctors um they'll help you get through life day by day um because sometimes just doing it will just doing your own willpower isn't enough sometimes you just have to talk to a friend that will understand or a family member who also would understand, or someone who's a, a, a professional that also, or anybody who will understand your situation and just talk, because sometimes just talking is enough to get through the day, or just get out of the house sometimes as a first step, and just do more in the day. Um, just just getting out and talking to someone and they, and someone who you know that they would listen to you and not judge, um, that usually helps me um, to get through the day or the year or month or whatever. Just talking to someone is enough for me sometimes. Um, for myself, um, sometimes I feel very lonely. You know, I think, why me? And um, when you talk about it with people realize how many other people there are with um, with mental illnesses and that you're not the only one with that with the illness and it's important to have a strong support group of friends and family to talk to um, and um, for myself my friends and family were really helpful for me to to notice that, yeah, I could live a successful, ordinary life. And also, um, organizations such as Pathways has also helped me in that I have met other people with illnesses that do live ordinary lives. And that it has become, to me, that it has reduced some of that stigma that was involved with me when I f- started having the illness. And just meeting other people, opening up, and talking with people and knowing that you're not alone is very important. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think my message to anyone out there who's listening and who feels like they're struggling with mental health or know that they're struggling with their mental health and ha- is really to seek help. Um, you know, I think it, I often, I know it's hard to get the first step going, but you know, st- even just starting a conversation with someone mm-hmm. is the best way to get help because you, you have it out there and you know that you have it and yep. you acknowledge it. And then, you know, after that, you know, find people who can help you. If yep. you're really struggling and you need to go speak to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist, 
you know, do it. Do it for yourself because you deserve it. And I think everyone who has it deser deserves, you know, to be able to take care of themselves. Um, you know, and know that you're not alone. You're not yes. the only person struggling with a mental illness. And everyone will, everyone who has one can understand your challenges. So um, thanks, everyone, for listening. And um, hopefully we'll, you'll be listening at the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys.